we're going to continue the discussion on simulated reality, and we're going to take it in a direction that is very practical, very controversial, very... I want to say real to the experience that people are having, but then not real to the experience that others are having. That's why it confirms my viewpoint of simulated reality and even being stuck in purgatory, in the underworld, manufactured experiences, and something energetically aligned with that is the puppeteer. And we're going to take it to something very mundane and something very real and something very controversial. Now, and this is the question, very real, very mundane, very controversial. A, a lot of people think that I don't get it, but watch. Can a black person have a white privilege? Privilege often refers to the privilege of a white middle-class kid that a white middle-class kid gets, like good education and extra things paid for by someone else. I'm assuming that someone else would be the parents. What do we call a black person who has the same kind of upbringing? Now, let's see about that. And these answers get very interesting. Now, and then a person answers, it's a male, he's white, and he states, can a black person have white privilege? That is a good summary of what the misunderstanding of white privilege is. This is what he's stating. This is the kind of understanding that lets poor white people say, I certainly don't have this white privilege you're talking about. So he's stating that when poor white people people that are white, that are of low class social economic status, hear white privilege, they take it as it relates to if they were privileged because they're white, they would be wealthy. Okay, that's the mindset that they have. And he states, but that's not what it is. White privilege is when you get treated differently because you're white. It's one of a number of different privileges you can have. If two people go into a store and a black one gets followed by security because he looks suspicious, this is white privilege. If two people try to rent an apartment and one is shown the property while the other is told, um, we don't have any apartments available right now, that is white privilege. When people apply for a job and someone with a white sounding name gets callbacks at a higher rate than someone with a black sounding name, that's white privilege. Things you should note about white privilege. Number one, it's subtle. You wouldn't say, hey, I was amazingly privileged today. I went to rent an apartment they had, they, that they had available, and they showed them to me. Number two, it's really not about white people being privileged, honestly. It's about non-white people being treated, treated poorly. And really, to answer your question, number two is the one we really have to pay attention to. Yes, it's possible for a black person to have white privilege. Everybody should have it. It's great. But in order for that to happen, we have to, to as a society, stamp out prejudice. That's what this person states. I don't know how I feel about that. You all have to decide how you feel about it. Now, this person answers. It's an African-American guy. And he states, unfortunately, race is a bigger issue than wealth in this country. So the times that you would think your wealth could provide you privilege. If you're the wrong skin color, it provides suspicion. 
If you're young, black, driving a nice car and obeying all traffic laws, instead of being seen as a successful benefactor to the world, you're viewed as being corrupt and possibly having a stolen car. I've had a cop pull me over for no reason and blatantly ask me how I could afford such a car. He obviously wasn't aware there was such a thing as a legal successful black person. To him, I had to do some type of illegal fuckery to be driving a nice car. Considering I grew up pretty well due to my parents' success, I happened to be friends with some of the children of the most successful black parents in my area. Therefore, I would also, also visit them in my brand new Honda Accord at 17 to the half a million and up houses. A lot of times I would be pulled over for just being black, having a new car, and being in such a luxurious neighborhood. That got me pulled over at least 33 times from 17 to 20 years old with no ticket issue due to not committing any illegal traffic offense. It happened so much that I stopped visiting those friends and let them know if they wanted to hang out, they had to come to my side of the tracks. And I live in a nice neighborhood with houses in a value of $200,000 and up. Okay. So in the end, no, a black person cannot have white privilege because they live in a racist country of the USA where skin color matters more than anything else you can offer. Just look at how they treat the current president of the United States. This was when Obama was the president. The entire time that Obama was the president, I was living out of the country still. When I came back, I could tell that there was a difference in the country. I came back the end, I think it was the end of 2014. And I came back, the difference that I was able to tell about the country is how the people look. Quite different. Like, different. Now, or on the flip side, look at who and not different in a positive way. The appearance. On the flip side, look at who just got elected as the next president of the United States. So he's talking about Trump. I wish I could have the type of privilege that Donald Trump received. I mean, I just grabbed them. Okay, and then he's talking about us stuff. When I was out of the country and I saw what was happening with Obama on television, I was feeling that he was well received. I saw people crying when he got inaugurated. It was like a Michael Jackson concert. I thought he was well received. So was he treated badly during his presidency? I wasn't aware. Like that. So I was just aware when I came back in how the people looked. Right there. So that's this person. You have to decide what you think about it. In a way, yes, a black person can have white privilege, this person states. I'm an example of this. I'm mixed race, white and black, and was adopted at birth by a white family. I was raised in an upper middle class family and community. My parents were well educated and very well respected in our community. I went to private schools most of my life, went on fabulous family vacations every year, was on many sports teams and was never in, in want of money. My family knew prominent lawyers, judges, CEOs, CEOs of corporations, and other persons with influence. Because of this, I was shielded from many forms of discrimination that black and other ethnic communities experienced simply because everyone knew who my family was. I was one of them, in quotation marks, is one of them. Growing up, people would constantly tell me that I was okay because they did not consider me black. Yes, I know this is extremely offensive. When I was a teenager, I actually got off on a drug-related felony simply because the judge thought my family was of sound moral character and that I deserved a second chance. 
Yes, I did experience racism, but one thing I learned is that being a person of color, you need someone white to advocate for you. Because of this, I married a white man, and he is in a position to advocate for me on my behalf because of white his white privilege. My family's influence is basically blanket white privilege that extended to me by default for me being in the family. I know this may offend some people, but this is the honest truth. And then somebody answered her, a woman stated, whoa, it reads like you're saying you married a white man so he could advocate for you. I don't think that's what you meant. I have mostly dated white men as well, but only out of shared interest and attraction. No, that it's not so that they can do something for me. I agree with you, though, that white advocacy is something I learned growing up in white family as well. So that, that, that she was stating that if you don't have white people on your side, it can make or break you. I mentioned that a while back about the channel specifically. That is, you if white women start feeling this so that they can they can make or break you as it relates to your professional career or like that. That's what I stated. I stated something similar to that in 2020. Now you have to decide what you think about this. Now this person states, I went to high school with a girl who has passing privilege. She is she is a child of a white man and a black woman. So the girl is biracial. She has olive skin and straight hair. Her brother has slightly darker skin and Afro-textured hair. In that situation, she could benefit from white privilege where her brother does not, but that is heavily dependent on her partially white ancestry. Obvious, but an important point of distinction. If someone is entirely black, there is virtually no chance of having white privilege. The racial privilege distinction, by definition, concerns people that are or appear to be of a certain race. Black people that benefit from great education, healthcare, et cetera, either enjoying other non-racial types of privilege or have simply worked extremely hard, harder than people with white privilege, all else equal to earn their successes. There are plenty of dimensions that can impart systematic advantages in life. The area you grow up in, the wealth of your family and your family's network, your proximity to certain resources and so on. The way these other types of privilege affect our lives in conjunction with racial privilege is called intersectionality. It is an important concept to understand when we speak about privilege and you will find that those who would use the rich black man, the rich black man, poor white man argument against racial privilege are always failing to consider intersectionality entirely. Okay. So she's saying that this person is saying that when, when poor whites think about white privilege, they feel that they can't be white privileged because they would be rich. They're not looking at it as other things. So so it, it sounds that a lot of things are people are th is, is social class privilege. And then some people say it's white privilege. Like that. Despite the social economic class. I also look at it, it could also be the way that you were raised, because I know within my family, even on my grandmother's side, I'm from a small town in Georgia, on my grandmother's side, who is most definitely African-American, Georgia Baptist, Southern Baptist, she's already passed away, and, and my uncles, my daddy, none of them talked to us about what could stop us in life. They just It was just about the expectations that they had for you in life. They didn't tell you that, well, 
you're black, this could stop you like that. They didn't talk like that. Or this is what could be potentially waiting for you. It was more of uh, my uncle's going to the same university that my grandmother sent them all to, which was an all-black university. That's where the men went, even the, my cousins. And getting out of that small town, not interacting with anyone in the small town that was black or interacting with anyone in the small town that was white. It was family-oriented, close-knit, like that. And growing up and aspiring like that, but then in having your own choice in the end of what you want to do with your life. But that's what they was having set as the plan that they had for you, for you. But it, there wasn't any talk about, okay, you're dead, so don't expect that, or they're going to treat you like that. It wasn't any of that. It was, I already told you all how my grandmother was. Nobody was allowed to the house, black or white, to her house, except family. They did not, especially my aunt, she's the youngest of my grandmother's five children, and she's the only girl. She, did, they, she didn't want you socializing with anybody in the town, romantically or with friends. It just wanted to be close-knit family. They felt that when we got a certain age, it was like leaving the town, dating people that weren't from the town, potentially marrying people that weren't from the town. That was the only thing that was, was set as an example. They weren't any, really saying anything about who you were, what you could expect from the world. And they were African-American. Now, my mother is racially ambiguous. I already told you all. But she was similar with my, my father met her. She's not from the town either. Is so, is so her way was different. But it was very much about not intermingling, not being around people either. Just family and things like that. So it's, sometimes it's depending on what you were raised and what your parents taught you and who you were allowed to be around when you were growing up that had certain mindsets, and those are the mindsets that you're going to carry, and they can make or break you as it relates to your life also. Now, so this is this also here. So it's the simulated reality or the reality that we're creating or the reality that was created for us, and that's the alignment that you are in, and that's what you're stuck in, and that it, it either restricted you or it freed you. Now, cause a lot of experiences that people state that they had, I, I have not had them. But I've had certain experience, you know. So it states, this person states, the question details read, white privilege, white privilege often refers to, but not exclusively to the privilege of white middle-class kids gets like good education, health care, and a few extra things paid by, for by someone else. Now, middle-class isn't a so, high social economic class. Middle class is a class above being poor. Then you have upper middle class, which would be mean that I'm most definitely proud of, but I'm not wealthy or rich. And then you have the rich and the wealthy like that. This person states, nope, that's not white privilege. Coming from a financially stable family, which can afford all the amenities, is a privilege. But middle class is the biggest social economic group in the United States is what I'm feeling. You have to fact check that. Coming from a financially stable family which can afford all the amenities is a privilege. At least few people across the board have these privileges irrespective of race and ethnicity. Listen to Tim Scott, the only black senator in the GOP on the Senate floor. Black GOP senator talks of disrespect from police after being in the Senate for five years and wearing the identifying pen reserved for senators. He was stopped at the Senate entrance. The police officer said, the pen, I, the pen I know 
you, I don't, show me your ID. So they're saying that this happened to him because he was black. Mr. Scott was also stopped seven times in a year while being an elected official. He is elected, he's an elected member representing a large state and one of the biggest political organizations. Let that seek in. In terms of material growth, he is as privileged as it gets. He is more privileged than most of the white Americans, but still he knows he can be stopped anytime by a random police officer for any random reason. Black people cannot have white privilege. You cannot hide your skin color behind all the material wealth you accumulate. So this person has stated that no matter the status that black people obtain in the United States, some white people will still look at them as just a black person and what goes along stereotypically with black people like that. Now, to find out the facts behind that, you'll have to take that one black person's experience and see if you can find a white person of equal wealth that has had a similar experience. If you can't, then yeah, it was racism. If you can, it was people that potentially have jobs that may not need to have them. Now, and somebody else states, this person named Jeff, he's a white guy, he states in a word, no. If you think you've got things mixed up, if you... If it, I think you've got things mixed up a bit. Yes, there are definitely advantages to being raised in an affluent family, but none of those advantages have anything to do with being white. Furthermore, not all white people are raised in affluent families. So he's talking about social economic class that brings you certain types of treatment. That's why he's making the distinguishment of not all white people are raised affluently. Now, so in affluent families, so not all white people receive these benefits. So basically, you're not really talking about white privilege. You're talking about the privilege of the affluence. White privilege refers to the advantages an individual gains specifically because they are white, regardless of social and economic status. This manifests itself in a number of ways. Number one, white people will have an easier time establishing positive relationships with authority figures, including the police. He's saying despite the socioeconomic class. I think people should be treated based on their socioeconomic class and not based on their race. I feel that I've been treated based on my socioeconomic class and not my race. The only time I've been treated based on race or anybody has come towards me saying something about race has been black people and black women. They're the only one in my life that has brought up race to me and things being about race in my own race and all that and what I feel about me and what I feel I should be doing based on what they are guessing my race is. Now is, and everybody else that has been around me has treated me based on my social economic class. I've been stopped in the valley. I was stopped driving my car three times in the same day. I, the inspection sticker that we have to have in Texas, mine had expired. I wasn't aware of it. And a cop stopped me. He was like, your sticker has expired. And he let, and I was surprised. He let me go. He didn't give me a ticket or anything. Then I was trying to get home. It, I got stopped two more times about the same thing. And not once did I get a sticker, or, uh, get a, a ticket. And nobody asked me why I was driving the car I was driving. It's not a great car, but still, they didn't ask me. To, to me, it's not, but I still, I like it. They didn't ask me why I was driving the car. They didn't treat me in any type of way. They just told me, hey, your sticker is expired. And each three of them, I told them that I was not aware of it, that I, I, and I wasn't like that. And that was it. That was the end of it. 
Number two, they will benefit from better representation in the media. They will suffer far less, if at all, from racial stereotyping. They will rarely if ever be the victim of racially motivated crime. A thousand other things I can't think of. Will a rich black kid be better off overall than a poor white kid? Probably. However, a poor white kid will still receive benefits from society simply for being white. This is what this white guy is stating. Benefits that a rich black kid would not receive. Well, because he know that maybe he's the one that will give them their preferential treatment. I think people that think like that is because they will be the one making that type of distinction based on race, based on color. He is saying that that privilege is true because no matter what the black kid has, he's going to treat the white one better that has doesn't have that. That's what I'm seeing it as. Because why is he so damn sure about it? Unless he would be the one participating in doing it. Like that. Or oh, what is he saying? Now, this white guy, he's stating white privilege, I feel, is not so much about getting bonuses for being white, but rather avoiding the penalties of being non-white. When we talk about white privilege, we generally talk about things like not sitting in fear after being pulled over by a police officer. I only sit in fear if I'm pulled over, if I know I don't have what I need. And that day I was not in fear. I was surprised, though. Two of the officers were Hispanic. It was in the valley, and one of them were white. One day were Hispanic, but, you know, that's Hispanic is, is not the race. So I guess all three of them were held. They were white like that. The other two were Hispanic this origin. Now, having employers consider your CV based on your merits and not your race. So he's saying that white people don't have to worry about having their resume considered based on their merits as opposed to their race that sometimes black can have it based on their race. How would you know the race of somebody through their resume without seeing them? Their name? And my aunt, I told you all a couple of months ago when I went to Georgia that my aunt mentioned something about race. She's in a position at her job of hiring people. And she mentioned something about not race, but my dad's sister, but about names like that. And how, how clear it is to tell an African-American name, I guess, for her and how that does go along with choosing people for jobs. And then she started talking about my sister's name and my name and how it wasn't a traditional African-American name. And she's African-American. There is a generic name that you never know who's going to come forward. So this is saying there is discrimination based on applications and resumes when you don't see the person and you can tell by their name that they're black or that they're not white. Having our opinions reflect on us and not on our race. So he's saying that white people have the privilege, he's white, of having their opinions reflect on them and not on their race. Now with that, sometimes black people as a whole want everything to reflect on them as the, and their race as opposed to them as an individual, even their opinions. They think that all black people should be moving into one beat like that and are to be seen as one mind in one group. So, of course, the world will approach them like that. If one black person does something, it's a it's a mark on the team. Just like if one black person does something, it could be a boost for the team. That's the way some of them want to be seen. So their opinions will be taken as that also. I'm an individual. That's the way I was raised to be. I didn't come in a pair. I didn't come in a group like that. 
not suffering stereotypes, and I was not taught to care about what white people thought about me. My mother forgot to teach me that. Maybe because she's heavily mixed with white, and she doesn't, I told you all this three years ago, care much for them and cares equally not a lot for black people either. I think she thought she was her own race. Now, not suffering stereotypes that we are thugs, game bangers, and drug dealers. So he said white people don't have to worry about the world seeing them as thugs, game bangers, and drug dealers. Well, with that, when you are a part of a black community that praises being thugs, game bangers, and drug dealers, you're going to be associated with that. So that's what, how people are going to think of you as being, or being in alignment with, alliance with, and liking. A black person, no matter what socioeconomic class they come from, will still have to deal with many of these problems. Sure, a black person growing up in a middle or upper class family will have advantages poor black families do not have, but I wouldn't call those things white privilege. I would simply call that being well off. They will still suffer penalties that white people of the same socioeconomic class would not have to deal with. That's what he's stating. Now, this black guy states, my father is a medical doctor. Most people see him as a stereotypical black man. These are his father's words, he states, until they learn that he is a doctor. Then the ass kissing commences. So he never tells people he is a multimillionaire doctor with his own practice. I don't tell people that I have a master's degree or international teaching and living experience. Most people automatically assume I'm not educated. That assumption alone prevents them from thinking I have an old passport with every page stamp. Jeremy is really Jeremy is really fucked up, but all this crap prevents too many of us from getting to really connect with one another. I wonder how many people didn't get opportunities due to melanin. How many people lost out on friendships or vital information due to excluding skin colors from their lives? This hurt us, our economy, and our world. So he's stating that. That, that that's the racism that black people have to deal with coming towards them from whites. I've dealt with things coming towards me from blacks that expect me to be a certain way or do this or think like them or be them and weird like that. But me and their experience are hardly even similar. Yes, insane was even more insane are that white people who refuse to listen to a single black person and instead blindly cling to the illusion that racism is gone. Okay. This person states that I would say probably not. Right, white privilege, among other things, the assumption of neutrality usually based on being a majority culture. Whether I'm treated good or bad in any situation, I can assume it wasn't because of my race. That's white privilege. This is a white woman stating this. The majority of people in movies and on TV look like me. I've never been called upon to speak for my entire race as the token white person. I could, But black people promote people that will put them in positions as tokens. So some of them want to be, they like seeing token black people. I could depend on nude or flesh-colored things, at least sort of matching my skin tone. I've never been assumed to be criminal or to have criminal intentions based on my skin color. That's white privilege. 
Middle class privilege exists, of course, she states. And the majority of people who have middle class privilege are white because of social and cultural factors that have forced generations of people of color out of middle class opportunities and into the poverty level workforce. Middle class is poverty level. Even if you're white, you can have both types of privilege, just one or neither. But aside from passing as white, I can imagine, imagine a way that a black person would experience white privilege. Okay, so they're saying that black people can't have white privilege. Somebody states your description is of class privilege, not white privilege. Middle class individuals with access to good education and health care are not always white. That doesn't negate the other forms of privilege that exist, though. Privilege is complex. You could be privileged in some ways and not in others. For example, I'm privileged as a white person, but I lack, I lack privileges as a bisexual woman. It's not privileged or not privileged. It's a spectrum. Black people can't have white privilege because no matter what assets they have to education and health care, they're still black. They're, they're still going to face unique difficulties and misperceptions because they're black. And are they going to be facing it by the people that are saying that they... Are these people saying that they're the ones that would give them that non-equality? This is how I look at people, and I don't care how anybody takes it, even if they're white. When I go out and I see someone white and I, don't, I know they're not of my social economic class, I treat them with human common courtesy, but I understand there's a difference between me, and I feel that I've always been treated based on who I am and who I present myself as, and they've been treated as who they are. Like that is what the, the world has demonstrated back to me. The world has demonstrated back to me more class privilege. And I see white people that are poor as white people that are poor. And not equal to me, only equal because they're human. And they're the same class as somebody black that is poor. And they get treated the same as the way that I've seen them treated with my eyes up close and personal. So my experience has been completely different. Nobody has come in my face that was white talking about what I should be and what they expect me for being to be based on me being what they perceive me to be. But black people. Now, what type of what's that called? What do you call that? Now, this person states, the concept of white privilege is just a type of Marxism repackaged for the 21st century. Instead of class and economics, the focus is now on racial identity and statistics ranking of various groups. It should be focused on class and economics is how people should be viewed, what they've done in life. Blacks can't have white privilege, which is essentially a form of ranking or generalization because they, as a group, are not at the same level as a white on a number of metrics. This could be income levels, arrests and incarceration rates, homicides, police shootings, school suspension rates, health conditions, home ownership, et cetera. They are perpetually marginalized due to the status of their group with a larger social structure. It's about socioeconomics. It, let's get to the nitty gritty and the truth of the matter, more than race. Cause money talks, it does. That doesn't mean that you'll have some people that could be poor and white 
and angry and jealous and treat black people that are better off than them in certain ways. I hadn't had that experience, but it doesn't mean that the experience isn't out there. And that would be of jealousy and envy because maybe they feel like those black people shouldn't have what they have. In other ways, I feel that money talks like that. It does. The concept of white privilege is basically what you get when a bunch of leftist Marxist influenced social scientists, and I use that latter term very loosely, look at racial issues. They carry forward their critique models, even subconsciously sometimes. Within the new form of race politics, the progressives that apply these terms could only say white privilege exists for blacks that have a phenotype that is not immediately identifiable as African. So he's stating that the progressive, the leftists, the Democrats would say that black people that don't have a, a black people that have a phenotype, meaning facial structure, that isn't immediately identified as African, that they can be racially ambiguous, could have white privilege because they won't know what the people are. In other words, they are mixed race and look more European. So in some instances, their racial status can be externally defined or it can be fluid depending on the context at hand. So he's saying that some black people have white privilege when this is what Democrats think. When you can look at the person and you can't really tell what race they are, they're racially ambiguous, and then they'll be treated better than a black person. It's the mindset of Democrats and leftists, is what he's stating. Okay, so you have to have to think about what you think about that. This person states, it's a white man, he states, a black person can have privilege, but of course they can't have white privilege. There are many types of privilege. Some examples of things that occur are this. Number one, class privilege, looks privilege, skin color privilege, gender privilege, sexual orientation privilege, educational level privilege, career privilege, athletic ability privilege, etc. At least everybody has at least some privilege. Even the poorest, ugliest, fattest white people do not experience racial discrimination, he states. That doesn't mean they don't have shitty lives, but, it, it, but it's at least one thing they don't have to worry about. Conversely, some black people are very privileged, rich, attractive, educated, but they still have to worry about being pulled over in a BMW because they are driving while black. And the office... And the officer may think that any person of covered color driving a nice car likely stole it. I bet it differ. I've been pulled over three times in the same day. And they didn't ask me if I stole the car. The only thing they had told me is that your inspection sticker is expired. The registration thing is expired. Like that. That's it. And this person, he's a white guy. He says, yes, black people can have white privilege. I'm going to say yes for the following key reasons. They can go to an elite private school. They can have access to groups of people with social capital. They can have access to groups of people with economic capital. Poor white people and rich black people are part of reality, just like the opposite. 
it might make more sense to call it privilege in that case rather than white privilege is still a form of privilege the challenge is that categorical thinking is useful for legal transformation civil rights reform but category thinking is a kind of is essentialism that can be dangerous as well it's a kind of killing curve it's a useful tool but we have to be conscious about the risk of essentialism stereotyping that it can engender identity politics as a whole seems to be animated by some positive interest in justice but also risk injustice if it can't effectively critique its own categories you don't want to give up isms but blacks only to increase isms about whites or other groups in the process now this person she states yes black people can have white privilege but not in america i have traveled to developing nations and i received american privilege which is what i equate to white privilege now when i lived out of the country for many many years I received, I guess it would be American privilege also. You like that? So what do you all think? This person, Paul, he states... A black person could have some amount of white privilege if he or she were often mistaken for a white person. What you describe in the question detail is not white privilege, it is class privilege. White privilege is when you don't suffer discrimination, major or minor, intentional or not, for not being white. So if you have a, that means that if you have a black person that has never suffered this, not a black person that looks at everybody that's black that has had a bad experience and takes that as their experience. A black person that knows, sees themselves as an individual human being, me for example. So if you have a black person that sees themselves as a, well, I'm mixed race. If you have a mixed race person that sees themselves as a individual that has not experienced anything racist towards them, they will be having white privilege. Oh, but they would be having their own human, unique experience. 